Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is the highest praise in the name because it has the name of God in it mm. and praise. Hallelujah. Mm. Yad Hey Vav Hey. <laughs> Amen. So that's why Hallelujah is the only word that has the name of God in it and praise to God in it in the same word. That's why we say Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Or Hallelujah. Yad. His oh. name is Yad. Yad Hey Vav Hey. And we know it's a geography not just some kind of written name on earth from worldly philosophy, not something to put into your brain for personal gain alone like fallen angel knowledge, but it's a GPS map back home to God in heaven, our Father. The name of God is our GPS, a beacon, home to Dad. It is. So when the name of God, John 17, this is something Rebecca and I have been meditating on the last 24 hours. Keep them in your name. The high priest prayer, Jesus Christ, John chapter 17, he says, keep them in your name. Now, I know you've never understood that. I know you don't know what that is. So for the first time, Let's release it into the body of Jesus Christ on earth that you may be established in the heavens. Father, keep them in your name. What is his name? Yad, Hey, Vav, Hey. What is the Hey? Asiah. What is the Vav? It is Yetzirah. What is the Hey? Berea. What is the Yad? Absolute. The four worlds above your head like a ladder right now. Jacob's ladder is on everyone. If you have unbelief, it's just a black ladder. If you have faith and you're born again and believe in Jesus Christ, as is written, if you believe, you will see the glory. So what's seeing the glory? It's seeing the ladder to God the Father on your head. Amen? It's seeing God as a ladder on your head. And you all have a ladder on your head. Some of them are gray. Some of them are black. Some of them are white. Are their heads white for harvest? Which means, are they ready to come up the ladder and live in heaven? Amen? That's what's written. Check the heads, Jesus Christ said in Torah. Check their head. Head check. Where's your head at? Is your head in hell? Is your head in mammon? Is your head in immorality? Is your head in religious self-righteousness? Is your head in the demon? Is your head in the fallen angel? Or is your head in Torah? Is your head in the living word of God? What is Torah? We have established in this ministry, the red letter ministry of Jesus Christ that you're listening to right now, that Torah is the Messiah himself. John 1.1, 1, 1, that's exactly what it says in the Hebrew literal translation. In the beginning was the Torah, and the Torah was with Yadhe and the Torah was Yadhe Vavhe. So what is that ladder home to God? 
nothing less than the Word of God. All of you have Bibles. You know what that means? All of you have the directions to go home to God. What's your only issue? You know what it is. Faith. Faith in the Word you've already heard. Faith in the teaching you've already received but haven't acted upon. Trozenea. <laughs> if you had acted upon the teaching, and there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, so do not misunderstand me. It's an instruction for repentance. Repent means to return home to the Father in the high place. Mm -hmm. Repent house. Reestablish the high place in your relationship with the Word of God that is the instruction to go home to God through God. Amen. Manifest is three persons. Go home to God through God. I will send another Savior. John 14. Who's the other Savior that Messiah, the Word of God, sent? John 14 says, It's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, who is equal to Jesus and equal to the Father, will be your leader home into the heavenlies. As it's written, there are three on earth. These three are in agreement. The blood, the water, and the spirit. There are three in heaven. The only one that's still in heaven, according to 1 John chapter 5, is the spirit with the word and the father. Isn't it interesting that the word and the father are not on earth according to the Bible? The word understood by the angel is the real Word of God, the Word working in the heavenlies, the Word working in the moon, the Word working in the sun, the Word working in the stars that He named and established them as the very inscriptions of Torah. What is Torah? You could say Torah is what is written on the stars. Now that might sound crazy to you, but how many of y'all know that's what the Bible says? Some of you are coming out of straight Christian paganism and hearing the gospel of the holy angels for the very first time in this generation. Psalm says that God, Yadevave, named every star. That's scripture. Psalm says Yadevave named every star. What are the names of every star? Every rung you ascend in establishing circumcisions of the Torah, the Word of God, in your heart becoming cosmic Jews. Come on. Cosmic Jews only? No. Also, earthly Jews. Not just above, like Gnostic heretics, also below. So the world of Isaiah, the world of Malkut, the world of action, the world of the behemoth and the nefesh, the world of the nations comes into divine order below and above. Don't go after above only and be robbed below. You'll still be on food stamps. You don't want that. You want to draw the Jews to jealousy through success in becoming a true Jew above and a true Jew below. Now, who is the Jew? Romans chapter 2 says, He who is circumcised of heart. Wow. And if you don't have the circumcision of heart, you're not really... <laughs> a cosmic Jew, or have any inheritance with Israel yet. But we want you to have great inheritance. Without inheritance with Israel, there's no inheritance in this universe at all. The Gentiles 
even in all of your Christianity, even in all of whatever you think is God and Jesus and born again and charismatic, have zero inheritance unless they are the Israel of Yad Galatians 6, it is written. You are the Israel of Yad Apostle Paul doctrine. 2,000 year old established apostolic doctrine. You are the Israel of God. Now the issue is, why? Why is that even a thing that I'm Jewish and the Israel of God? Because to them belongs the promises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did the Apostle Paul say? Only to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, belong the promises. Do you think you have promises apart from Jacob? That's the delusion of religion. That's the delusion of the false prophet, the Tower of Jezebel, saying you can be a Gentile and a Christian, even have the workings of the giftings of the Holy Spirit, and have some kind of inheritance from God. But it's not true, and it's not biblical. Only if you are a Jew inside Messiah and inside Israel do you have any promises from Yadavave at all. It's true. So where have the Christians been robbed and killed and stolen from and just oppressed so much so to their own demise to become basically like the slave race of the Israelites working for Pharaoh in Egypt. They've been enslaved because they do not understand the covenant. They had forgotten the name of Yadavavah. They had forgot the inscriptions. They forgot the heavens. They forgot Torah. They forgot the Creator and how creation works. And until we're restored to the Messiah of Israel, become true Messianic Judeans. Messianic Jews. Now, that might sound like, well, isn't that what a Jew is who accepts Jesus? No, that's every regular Christian of all time. Because it's always been about the circumcision of the heart. Amen? Amen. Enoch Metatron was never circumcised in his natural foreskin. As far as you're concerned, he was a Gentile, but he was the most Jewish man that ever lived. (laughs) Right? Seventh from Adam, Enoch, now known as Angel Metatron, the heights of the Sephirot to whom was given the Kabbalah circles. Oh, yes. Without the circumcisions, you have no celestial inheritance. But why is Enoch Metatron a part of the Sephirot of the Jews and the inheritance of Israel? Because the angel said to Abraham, yours is the inheritance of the stars. That's why. Because Yadevave spoke that to our father Abraham in the beginning of the covenant promises of faith. So all the Kabbalah circles of Enoch Metatron, all the pioneering of the path of lightnings in first Enoch, that ancient book that is absolutely scripture, was given to one man. Abraham, and Abraham passed it to Isaac, and Isaac passed it to Jacob, and Jacob passed his tests and chose Messiah face to face. So his twelve sons became the twelve tribes of Israel, to whom was given all the promises of Messiah. How do we know? The book of Revelation says, these are the twelve tribes of Israel. And not just Israel, 
These are the twelve apostles of the Lamb, both as one city. One city of twelve tribes of Israel, and the Messiah of Israel, and his twelve apostles of the Lamb of God. That, my friends, is Torah. That is Jerusalem, and that is Israel. That is Christianity 101 foundations for the Messianic kingdom. You need them established in your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength tonight. Because if you establish this sonship doctrine, this righteousness that I'm teaching you tonight, you are invited to live within the pearl walls. What's the pearl of great price? I believe it's not just the gates of Jerusalem, but it's the Jews that value the Messiah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Why do I say it's not just the Messianic promises? Come and see. Because these pearls are the gates of the heavenly Jerusalem, according to Revelation. And these pearls have the names of the 12 tribes written on them. It is written. So what does it mean to value a pearl of great price? Well, if the pearl is the gate to the heavenly city called our promised land of the new covenant and the eternal covenant, it means to value the Messiah and his apostles as Jews, (laughs) as one circumcised of heart. Amen? Amen. The pearl of great price is a circumcised heart that has the apostolic instructions in it as a foundation of gemstone and the walls around the pearl which is the name of the 12 tribes of Israel what are the walls? it's different walls than gates the walls are the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb Amen is it only those 12? guys It's anyone whom God has sent as an apostle from his throne is a part of that 12. 12 is the number of government, as it's written, of the increase of his government and peace, which is Jerusalem, the city of peace, there shall be no end. So we're right now in the midst of the never-ending government of the Messiah, of the 12 tribes and the 12 apostles. Amen? Can they be more than 12? No, never. Can you fit into the 12? Yes, you can go through the gates. You can have the apostolic foundations. You can have the apostolic walls around your Jewish circumcised Israeli hearts. Not just for, oh, I have Jewish rights in the earth. No, you have Jewish rights in the heavens with the holy angels. To the Jews and the patriarchs belongs all the promises Apostle Paul said in Scripture. Meaning, we have these Messianic Jewish rites. Messianic Jews. Messianic Judean. Okay? Because that's really accurately what this is in Red Letter Ministries right now. It's Messianic Judaism. And of Judea. Amen? Because we're the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. And all 12 tribes and all 12 apostles will be established as a governmental system called the Messianic Kingdom in this righteous generation as iniquity and the Tower of Babel 
and all Nimrod, which is hunting and killing human souls while pretending to be praying, all that religiosity, all that envy, and all that strife amongst all the tribes of Christianity is purged and cleansed with holy fire as it was in the days of Noah, which is a call to the cleansing of the waters of Jerusalem of the Lamb of God enthroned. For I saw the Lamb enthroned in Jerusalem, and proceeding from the Lamb was the river. The river of what? The river of the cleansing of the whole world. Notice Jerusalem's the capital of Israel. It's the establishment of the eternal government of God of the heavenly Sanhedrin and the 24 elders around his throne today and forevermore. Amen. But outside the city gates are dogs and sorcerers. What does that mean? If you understand history, you know Jerusalem's the capital of Israel in the days of David. King David, perfect king. Amen. He represents a perfect king. So that means that around the very governmental center of the apostles and the the tribal leaders of Israel, the heavenly Sanhedrin, it's total chaos. And you know that's exactly how it is. Outside of the fortitude and and what we've established in God inside-mindedness in the apostles right now in this ministry, it is pretty wild out there. They're doing some pretty weird stuff. It's pretty crazy out there. They are freaked out about politics, religion. They got prophecies about everything. Very few ever come true. It's a madhouse outside the city gates with the dogs, the sorcerers, the magic arts, those who love living a lie, and all the sexually immoral and all the cowards that are man-pleasers, woman-pleasers, instead of yarevave-pleasers. It's a mess. It's a mess in most relationships. It's a mess in most churches. And they're not going to hold it together. The goat's head battering ram is coming through to just clean up the mess. And that whole mess is Esau. That whole mess is Ishmael. That whole mess is Nimrod. That whole mess is Cain. It will be obliterated in a lake of fire. Those souls can come out of her who's her. All the fallen angels, my people, it is written. Come where? Into the order of the Jerusalem of the Messiah of Jesus Christ above. That's the only place you're going to have peace. The city of peace is the city established by the Messiah himself in Jerusalem above. Galatians 4. And she is your mother. Which means in all your days of small beginnings being nurtured before you know who your heavenly father is in Zion, you have one mother and it ain't on earth. It's Jerusalem above. That's what the Bible says. Galatians chapter 4. It is written. You don't have a mother on earth. You have a mother in heaven. If you are a born-again Christian people, your mother is Jerusalem above, the city of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, King of all Jacob's letter, because he is the Messiah of the twelve tribes of Israel, according to the revelation of Jesus Christ by Apostle John and Patmos, and we know that's the truth anyhow. That's the truth anyhow. Therefore, Israel is being established around Jerusalem right now. This is what God told me today. He said, the city is the city of the elders that are sanctified and glorified living inside the walls of the apostolic. Very few in the whole planet, you'd be lucky to find 10 in the whole planet, are actually in that place right now. But it will be established because righteousness reigns from Zion and it will obliterate wickedness in Esau and the Edomites will be thrown in the lake of fire and heaven shall rule over hell and the gates of hell shall not prevail. It is written... Therefore, around and outside the gates, there will be the establishment of the Israel of Jerusalem, which will be commerce, 
all the businesses, all the buying and the selling and the trading, done in righteousness and holiness, with equal Proverbs measuring scales without robbing each other, like you see in most business and marketplace and Fortune 500s. It's just cutthroat, like they're all murderers. In fact, if you're not a murderer in the marketplace, it's hard to get rich. If you haven't noticed that, if you have integrity and you have morals, you're trampled on, taken advantage of constantly. Constantly. That's why it says they can't buy or sell because you have morals. And Esau's wicked family of all of Laban's ten forms of sorcery and these hunters outside the city gates, they have no morality. They have no morality. They will do anything for a buck. Some of them have sacrificed their firstborn in secret society altars. And we're out there as Christians being nice, and you think you're going to win against the warlock in the marketplace that has sacrificed his newborn child on an altar to Molech or Pan or some of these other principalities? Mm -hmm. Can I say a word on that? Mm -hmm. So if a sorcerer is out Please there, do. and they've sacrificed a flesh and blood firstborn child in a secret society, you know, they have access to, you know, put those things away as if it never happened. Uh, with their connections, that's what they do. So let's say someone is actually making flesh and blood sacrifice to Moloch and Remphon. Now, here's a problem. You think you're going to win against sorcerers, like, well, I'm a Christian. I love God. I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit and I speak in tongues. Well, are you, or have you been under Jezebel's tower? If you're under Jezebel's tower or in that influence, by default, you also sacrifice to and worship Moloch and Remphon. Oh yeah. So guess what? You're serving the same demon god as the warlock, except he's just made a better sacrifice to the same god. So who's gonna, who's going to be favored by that god? Obviously not you. You're never going to win. Can you fathom that? It doesn't matter if you're aware or not. If you serve a god. Yes, amen. That's true. That's how reality works. So. You have to accept the reality of the situation instead of just the fantasy land. What I wish, I wish I was already doing everything perfect because I just, how I feel and it's just delusion. You have no idea how, how things work. So outside the city gates, it's hopeless. It is. So inside them, mm -hmm. it's so filled with hope. You can barely see for how much shit kind right. of glory is there. You have to overcome <laughs> Jezebel's tower and you have to renounce all Molech and Remphon star worship. Which is, you're coming out of the it's black It's the mixture that. that gets your inheritance mm -hmm. stolen, even though you mm -hmm. believe in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Because as Jesus Christ said in the Garden of Gethsemane, Satan oh. is coming, but he has nothing in me that belongs to him. If you can't say that yet, you don't have the circumcisions of the heart. Okay, this is why it's life and death. Torah is salvation. And hearing Torah, make sure those circumcisions are complete in all the four rungs of your heart mm -hmm. and then get up on the moon and stand on the moon as an overcomer. Mm -hmm. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth that reject the circumcision mm -hmm. of the heart. You will not live in the coming days. You will not make it. Only those that have gone cosmic will mm -hmm. be sealed and safe even in the first rung of the moon. Because that's what the Bible prescribes. That's the 2,000-year-old Torah judgment mm -hmm. from the chief apostle of the Lamb, the mm -hmm. ruler in Jerusalem, John the Beloved. Mm -hmm. John the Beloved was the elder of the elderly, the leader of all the kingdom of heaven in all the universe. That's mm -hmm. true. 
He says in the last book of the Bible, in Revelation, don't harm the trees until they're sealed in the forehead. Now, this might be some mystical stuff for you people, but we will break it down so it's simple. You have to believe me. I'm not lying to you. This is for your preservation and salvation. We bring this message to you today. You can prosper exceedingly in the times ahead by getting the circumcision of the heart and becoming real Jews and the Israel of God and living within the protocol of the holy angels above and below, not just above only, below also. In fact, the below is equal to the above. It's like the balancing scales. How you use this body, your bones, your brains, your hearts, your blood, in the below body, the temple of the Holy Spirit, is equally as important to how you use your angel in the above realms. If one is out of balance, you're being robbed and there's sin in you. That's There's error. And so the enemy is able to touch you. That's why for those that ascend, grace abounds. But for those not ascending or making any effort to go deeper into God and go higher into God, there's no grace for you. Because grace is only for believers. That's what Revelation 22 says. What's the last words of the Bible? The grace of the Lord Jesus be with those who love Jesus. His grace is only with his lovers. What does it mean to love Jesus? The obedient. The disobedient have zero grace. If you haven't been obedient to the commandments of how to act, the attitude of Christ in your mind, how to love one another as I've loved you, lay your life down, no greater love than this, that he lay your life down for friends, there's no envy, there's no strife, and you're living in the sacrificial system of the self-life of your inner invisible person of your heart. Listen, those are the only ones that get grace. The other ones who think they have grace have to actually murder and steal to have stolen grace. Esau's family, the hunters that are not fishermen from Galilee, they're not New Covenant Christians, they're just bewitched. They're thieves and robbers, as Jesus Christ said. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers. Does that mean Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are thieves and robbers? No, it means all that are outside him are thieves and robbers. They're righteous men made perfect. Doesn't mean that John the Baptist was a thief and robber. Jesus Christ said he's the most righteous man that ever lived. He, he came before him. He wasn't a thief and robber. What does Messiah say by all who came before me are thief and robbers? It means all who are outside of me. And he is the Sephirot. He is the path to the Father. He is the sapphire stones. He is the moon, as it's written in Revelations. The Lamb of God will be their moon. Torah. <laughs> he is the sun. Bridegroom's chamber, Psalms 19. Jesus is the sun. He is the moon. He is the stars. His Torah, his teachings, himself, his very genetics are inscribed on him. That's why you're transfigured when you ascend sapphire stones from rung to rung, climbing Jacob's ladder, which is a different DNA. And it's not your earthly nations. Sorry, it's not Russian. It's not Swedish. It's, it's not British. It's none of those. It's not even Jewish. <laughs> it's Jesus. It's Yadevave. Truth anyhow. It is... God's own Shekinah light, the bearer sheet of what he was in the beginning before he created the world. That is what's inscribed on these rungs. That's why they're so precious and valuable to Esau's family, the hunters, the sorcerers of Babylon. In order to keep a whole bunch of nations of dogs, they need those rungs. 
But those rungs belong to the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and we are about to throw down Satan with Prince Michael in these days by taking back the luminaries by First Enoch that says, We shall heal all rungs of luminaries. It is written, that's scripture, they will heal the luminaries in those days for a far off and remote generation for when all the wicked are going to be removed. Where are the wicked removed from? Earth? Yes. Heaven? Yes, more so in heaven than earth. For you know the most wicked are the highest on the rungs, like Barack Obama, like George Soros, like the Kabbalists, like Hillary Clinton, Luciferian daughter of the Eastern Star, all these wicked sorcerers and sorceresses of secret societies, all the Freemason witches and warlocks that you're dealing with that are trying to completely enslave the nations as dogs, but the righteous are manifesting and burning holes in their clippeth system. And that's exactly what the sons of God are doing in these days, burning up the clippeth and the sorcerers and the sorceresses, and they want to continue to rule over the nations with the accuser of the brethren's right to sin and dirt and dust. But when a holy priesthood arises in the order of Melchizedek, they don't have any supernal rights to the rungs. And that's why they're really freaking out and they're very desperate to do harm to our wisdom, to do harm to our bina, our understanding, to do harm to our holy, righteous Kabbalah of Jesus Christ, because we establish righteousness in all the rungs of Jacob, Israel, Isaac, and Abraham, and Enoch, Metatron, all the way up through 10 weeks, where sin is no longer mentioned again according to First Enoch. You see why they're desperate? They don't have a system if we get this system right. If you understand what Christianity is all about, establishing eternal Israel, you will go after these rungs and keep your eyes on the stairway. Like we read yesterday with Anna Roundtree, Heaven Awaits the Bride. What was the angelic instruction, which is the Hebrew word Kabbalah? What was the angelic instruction? What was the Kabbalah in that book? Keep your eyes on the stairway, Anna. Keep your eyes on the stairs. What's a stairway? A rung. Keep your eyes on the rungs, the next rung. What are you doing distracting? Looking at other things. All kinds of emotional, feeling, thought life, physical, financial distractions. How are you not distracted? What is literally keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus is keeping your eyes fixed on the next rung to go from glory to glory. That was the Kabbalah, which means angelic instruction to Anna Roundtree as she was being taught the stairway. Mm. So do you think it's any different for you guys today? I tell you the truth. No one has understood heaven awaits the bride until the children of Yadavave on Sapphire Stones have expounded it in your hearing to understand how to ascend and conquer and overcome all the distractions, emotional, in your feelings, in your relationships, in the marketplace, in your finances, in your families, all that stuff. I tell you, it's a distraction. Mm -hmm. Don't look to the left or to the right. Don't even look above or below. Look to the rung in your heart that you need circumcision in. And if you're not doing that, you're distracted and you're confused. In Jesus' name, repent. That's actually so real. If you can get a hold of what you just said, it's you're going to start getting it. Uh, there's a transition. When you start living the sapphire stone life, as you go up in the lower rungs, you might still have 
other things, other things going on in your life, or you might have some of your emotional or mindset investment in other things, your money invested in other things. But the higher up you go, everything else literally just burns away. Like up until, I think, what was it like, uh, Absolute of Yetzira? It's kind of like that final burning of the Ruah, where you, re you really get the clarity to realize uh, this is it. All the other stuff, even stuff about your destiny, stuff to do, stuff to make, stuff to build, jobs to have, it all, it, it just evaporates. Does that mean you're not showing up to work the next day because I got a neshama, I need to go to work, they oh, call me you'll in. you'll be a tenfold better you'll worker. Be, so, but what I mean by that is your mentality changes, your mindset shifts, and you don't actually have to wait until you get up that high. You can just hear it and receive it and adopt it now. If you can Amen. adopt this uh, mentality the earlier on in your walk as possible, exactly what Brandon just said, every day when you wake up, what's priority number one? Priority number one <laughs> is what wrong am I on? Does it need circumcised? Or is it is it all the way circumcised and how do I get to the next wrong? That's it. Every day, that's... No matter what priorities wandering and tasks you have. Wandering around the mountain is wandering around the ladder mm -hmm. and not climbing up it. Yep. You'll waste your whole life just examining mm -hmm. yourself and doing stupid crap that has no eternal value. Because mm -hmm. then you're just in your head thinking about doctrines. And if you get this one thing, all the rest of your instructions for the day will flow. So literally, whenever we have priorities for the day, what do you have to get done? Maybe we have to go to the grocery store and get milk. Maybe you've got to go to work. You have to write something, you're supposed to read something, uh, you have, excuse me, you have uh, the kids' lunches to make for school or whatever it is that you have. You have to work nine to five and then, you know, you got to get up early and get your Torah in for the day. I'm telling you what, this takes priority even over your daily 30 minutes of Torah. This is number one priority every day. On the I also stone. want to establish a vision for everyone mm -hmm. listening. This is critical mm -hmm. that you can do everything from the time you wake mm -hmm. up to the time you go to sleep on your current rung. Mm -hmm. That's how you excel. Bezalel mm -hmm. had his eyes on the ladder, on the mountain, and what came down the mountain and went what went up the mountain. Yarevave. That's why he was excellent in building gold as the greatest goldsmith of all time. That skill, that wisdom, why was he filled with the spirit of wisdom? Because he could look at the rungs, at Jacob's ladder, while he was working. Right. If you are working and not focused on the rungs, it's just going to be... Separation. It's going to be separated from God, but it's going to be not rewarded, and it's not going to be with the angels. You have to learn how to work unto the Lord and not for men. That's New Testament Foundations 101. That means with Yadevave while you work and then you excel because you're going from rung to rung in the marketplace, which is what everyone, 100% of everyone, has to establish. I don't care if you're called to Levi in full-time ministry. If you don't know how to go from glory to glory in the marketplace, you'll be a slothful pig in the priesthood. A pig in the priesthood. Because you'll just have all these expectations with no realities. You don't have any clue how the world works. You must be tested in the marketplace. Joseph was tested in the marketplace. All of the priests are tested in the marketplace in these days. Solomon, priesthood and marketplace. Jacob and Boaz both in the building of Solomon's temple. 
truth anyhow to the kings and priests of earth revelation chapter one which means if you're not tested in kingship and priests what's kingship marketplace finances business commerce industry trading buying selling exchanging goods exchanging services if you are not excelling in that in the rungs you have no future working for god in heaven you begin to do that now. You're saved in the marketplace equal to full-time ministry. And if the marketplace is not holy to you, you're not a Jew at all. Because you know the marketplace is equally holy as the priesthood. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest heresies is that the marketplace is less holy than the priesthood. You're demon-possessed. You're demon-possessed today. Loose that thing out of you, cast and burn that, torture that thing out of you. That's a religious demon robbing you. It's not true. God the Father does not believe that. Jesus Christ does not believe that. He said, I'm about my Father's business. The Messiah was a marketplace businessman. All of his parables are based on business. Mm -hmm. The parable of the talents. A talent was $4,400. It was always in business, commerce, farming Mm -hmm. because they were all farmers it was all in shepherding because they had all kinds of animals it was Mm -hmm. all in business teaching yeah if when you uh when you don't believe or you're not believing what brandon said that's evidence of the influence of jezebel's tower understand that when you separate your work life and your business from the holiness of god that's evidence that you have not yet overcome jezebel's tower so there's, you know, if there's a fence there or you feel like, wait, what? In the hearing of the word, let it cut the heart. And that means it's attacking the foreskin. It's not a word to condemn you. You've been doing it wrong and now go beat yourself up. It's simply so you that you can change your mind up. to a agree demon the truth. demon needs to be beat up in you and needs to be cut right. out of you. That's why we attack demons in you because you're demonized. Mm. Every area you're not circumcised mm-hmm. up a hundred foreskins is demonic mm-hmm. possession and demonic oppression. The truth mm-hmm. anyhow. Amen. Oftentimes apostolic priesthood training by the hand of God takes place in the marketplace, in business, at work. You know, my 17 years of training with God were in Arabia, so I don't have any certificate from a building under Jezebel's Tower to show for it. You understand? 17 years where in training did i get a a christian scholarship certificate from waiting tables managing restaurants you know the lessons that you learn what 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 was the priesthood i baptizing people in this in the holy spirit and fire the evidence of speaking in tongues casting out demons (laughs) healing people uh, healing chronic illnesses you are my credentials yeah. So you look at it was the, the evidence and the, you know, the transforming the businesses. You could talk to, you know, managers or the bosses that I had over the years and they would say, oh, wow, you know, you really transformed the whole place. I had a whole um, group meeting. They had a big, you know, conference, back of house kind of thing going on. I had an opportunity during one of the things. I wasn't even the speaker, but we got involved in the kind of a Q&A and I got the chance to preach the gospel to the people that came in for the speaking and to my entire workforce of, of people, it was probably like 30 people in the room. It, and how does that happen? It's not like you just get religious and then you go up. It was for many months of following specific cues, 
in forgiveness of sins, doing this and that, transferring myself, repenting of this, doing that, up and it leads up into this moment. And then the Lord says to speak and then he'll make openings to preach the gospel. So all my training in leadership, like leading believers, I didn't, I wasn't leading believers in a little church box. They weren't coming to me for Sunday school every week. It was in real time. Uh, there would be demonic attacks. There would be, you know, crazy people come into the workplace, uh, demon possessed um, different people, you know, it was, so it was like real life. Does it work in the marketplace? Does it work in the marketplace for, you know, for all those years of training, does it work outside of Jezebel's boxes of little churches? Mm -hmm. so, amidst the hunters and amidst mm -hmm. the fishermen, when you're trained in Jerusalem, like the fishermen of Galilee, the apostles of the Lamb, the gemstone foundations of eternal promise in Jerusalem, which is 24 elders, the government of eternal messianic kingdom mm -hmm. of Israel, th these realities work on every level. Mm -hmm. This is the government over all nations. It is written. The issue is when you're out here with the hunters, your stuff, first of all, is not honored by God in heaven. Jesus doesn't even know you in Jerusalem. It's just a bunch of religious garbage. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes we default into hunter methods and we think that's justified for success in the marketplace. That's the temptation of the whore of Babylon. Mm -hmm. Buying and selling in the mark of the beast or in the beast nature of the chief, the beast of all the field of the hunter in the field, according to Esau, Ishmael, and Nimrod, mm -hmm. right? Right, because if you're a hunter, of, if you're an Esau hunter uh, believer with gifts of the spirit, <laughs> if you try to use that in the marketplace, you're not going to get much promotion. You know, maybe if you're enough of a wolf, maybe on, you know, in a wolf type environment, you might do okay. But you see that it doesn't work in at work. Like when you have a job and you go out and you have to deal with the public, or you have to deal with bosses, supervisors, doing your job being accurate there's no room for all that well uh, you know all the the kind of esau is a hunter but he's kind of lazy right he doesn't he, what did he do he never valued the divine intelligence which is the godliness in all things which is the wisdom of solomon right the parables of the natural dimension you know you talk about oral tradition of moses and joseph and how he knew what was going on based on what people would say we talk about, you know, when you encounter people as the son of God, no one's ever just speaking whatever to you. Whatever's going on, you see the parables play out. If you have the wisdom of sapphire stones, you can interpret what's happening. It doesn't mean you're going to have a full understanding of everything that happens to you every moment of the day, but you're going to develop the wisdom so that you can interpret what's going on in the heavenlies <laughs> so that by using your vessel, as a prophet or as a, a prophetic person, when you're living the glory life, that's a prophetic life. So the things that you choose to do and say and respond as led by the Holy Spirit, the impulses of the Holy Spirit, you have the power to change what's going on in the heavenlies to enact change in the earth through wisdom. Mm. You could study day and night, but unless you have wisdom and understanding, which is the sapphire stones, you won't be able to live that life. You'll just be living a bewitched, idolatrous life. And we talked about boxes of Christian religion. What do you value? What, what, what kind of training, what kind of training would you value? Why is it that I'm just in the workplace and it's not spiritual? The majority of my training 
was just being a, a, in a workforce. Yeah, That's spiritual. it. Spiritual. And that the was the world was created by the spirit. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at you know, was I trained in Bible school? Did I have someone sitting there? teaching me how to study the Bible as prescribed by the seminary leaders. No, but God gave me the sovereign ability to read, and I used it to read the Bible since I was three years old. And I've read the Bible almost without ceasing. Even in my rebellious times, I still read the Bible. You understand? That's 28 years of studying the Bible since I was three years old almost without ceasing. Do you understand? That's Tifret. That's the written word. So, however much you get into the oral tradition, whether it's here at Joel's Bar or when you grow up on Sapphire Stones, you get to Hasset of Isaiah, you get full circumcision, and then you got authorization to start studying oral tradition. You have to understand that for all the oral tradition you learn, you must always have the written word. Tifret is the stylus. That's the penman. What your your voice or your tongue or your, your mouth is the, the pen of a ready writer. That's a verse. What is that pen? It's your voice. It's written Torah, written word of God. So it's so important as you begin to study and learn the oral tradition that you have a foundation of the written word of God. And so in your daily studies, no matter how much Joel's Bar oral tradition that you listen to, you still need written yeah. word of God. That's the sun. Now, remember, oral tradition represents the moon. Written Torah represents the sun. The sun gives light to the moon. Mm. So if all you do is listen to Joel's Bar, if all I did was study oral tradition, even though I have 28 years of almost nonstop word of God, Been through the Bible, I don't know how many times, it used to be my favorite thing, do you know, sign up for the little once a year, go through the Bible, and on top of that, not just once through the year, read through the other books, plus the audiobook, listening in the car on the way to work, when you wake up in the morning, before you go to bed. So if we're talking, I already have that much word of God into my eyes and my ears for 28 years and I still value it as critical to get written word of God even having all the books of oral tradition almost all the books of oral tradition open to me in the world of Adam Catmull and ascended eight worlds you know whatever transfiguration of the inner man and uh, just seeing all these crazy things I don't know how to explain all of it I still have to get the written word of God. And, and I value that because it's what gives light to the oral tradition. If you continue on and just studying oral tradition, eventually you can it'll only lead you to the black moon because why? There's no sunlight getting to the moon. So if it's the full light of the sun and the moon, that's Tifret and Shekinah. So you must always have a balance of both. You're talking about the um, the written word and mm. then oral the, the oral tradition of the word, and that's really the rhema word of God right now. Because as I was explaining that today in on Facebook, 
it was after I posted the Path of the Scholar post, I got a 24-hour ban for uh, violating community standards. And it was, they made, it was pretty crazy, man. There's a lot of warfare. I haven't seen social media warfare against me like this for a long time. And it came immediately, a 24-hour ban of sharing anything, all these things. I, I, I don't want to go into the detail of it, but it was like a demonic barrier manifested right after I posted the path of the scholar on Facebook. So it's corresponding to everything Rebecca's saying. I want to share it with you because this is what we're dealing with right now. Establishing righteousness as the path of the scholar and obliterating all that black sloth slobbery of everything else previous to it. To it. I mean, obliterating all the other forms to God previously. And I believe that is what's cleansing the heavens, cleansing the earth, and making it very simple. Torah, Jesus Christ, Sapphire Stones, to the Father, Yadevavhe. Okay, John 1, 1, simple red letter ministry gospel. In the beginning was Torah. Torah was with Yadevavhe. Torah was Yadevavhe with Yadevavhe in the beginning. So what is it to study scripture? It's to study Jesus. Written Jesus and oral Jesus. Moon Jesus and sun Jesus, star Jesus. All of it, Jesus. I am the way to the Father. What's the way to the Father? The path of lightnings. Lightning Jesus. The path of Jesus. Amen. What was Christianity called in the first century? The way. Do you think it was on earth? No. It was above meditate on things above philippians 4 8 above 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 up 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 the mark of the high calling high 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 in christ jesus climbing mount zion going up mount zion of hebrews 11 and 12 all these things were about ascension the hope of the resurrection was the apostolic hope of first century christianity so this is what the ascension is it's understanding Jesus Christ is the Torah of Moses. Messiah Jesus Christ is the living Torah of Moses. And that's how the house is glorified. That's how we're sanctified. That's how you're glorified. That's your way back home to God. The path of the scholar is always a more noble way. Come and see. Acts 17.11 Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. For they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. These holy Bereans studied to prove the apostolic wisdom of heaven. They weren't studying to disprove Paul. They were excited about what he was saying, oral tradition. But they studied written tradition, the written word, to prove oral tradition of the apostolic doctrine of Apostle Paul. That's what produced a noble character. The path of the scholar. Understanding comes down from Bina. Bina is the Hebrew word for understanding. That's why when sparked by higher intelligence, the noble character will take it to Torah to receive the impartation from the heavenly angels. As it's written, angels gave Torah to Moses, Acts 7, it is written. 
2 Timothy 2.15 Study to show thyself approved unto Yarevave, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Torah of truth. The way of the kingdom scholar always increases Shekinah within. Because studying to be approved is the approval that comes from Yarevave, the latter. Why are you studying? To be approved by the ladder of righteousness, the way to the Father. Jesus Christ, the sapphire stones, keeping your eyes on the very rungs of the stairway was the angelic instruction. I thought I'm supposed to keep my eyes only on Jesus. Jesus is the stairway. Each step, each rung was Jesus Christ. So you're obeying the commandment. Come on now. Studying to be approved is the approval that comes from Yarevave, the God of glory. Let fresh true light from Messiah Jesus reign on your Torah time today. Amen. Right after Amen. that, I was banned from Facebook for 24 hours, but it's all good. I'll restart tomorrow, 8 a.m. <laughs> Man, okay. Yeah, this is good. Let's, uh... The warfare is against the scholarly path. Yeah. Because why Why is that? You know, you think the warfare was against so much the drunken mm-hmm. glory. There was warfare against that back in the day too. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it would eventually mature to this. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the only reason why. Because you have to be anti-scholar demon. So you get into the drunken glory, you get into freedom. But you have to be anti-black sun, which is sloth. You know, you anti-religious spirit. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then making progress, you overcome the religious spirit, you overcome the rebellious spirit, you overcome mm-hmm. the Esau spirit, you overcome mm. those principalities. You go into Jerusalem, get instruction mm. from not to the, left, the Torah. Not to the right. You inside the gates Straighten become a, a, a Jew above yep. and below, circumcised of heart, and you begin to be instructed mm-hmm. further. As it's written, we had not even heard of that baptism. We have only been mm-hmm. instructed, cabaled, in the baptism of John, which was a baptism of repentance, yeah. which means as they went into the apostles in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. known to the apostles in mm-hmm. Jerusalem, they were instructed into a higher mm-hmm. teaching, a higher intelligence. Yep. That's what Christian yep. leadership is 100% of the time. And he said, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, you know, the scribes, the teachers of the law, you cannot be my disciple. So whenever you read New Testament and it says, like, Jews or Pharisees or scribes, think modern-day Christian churches as the modern-day synagogues. It's that same thing, right? It's that same situation. People who call themselves the, the Church of God, they look like the Church of God, they think it's the Church of God, they know the scriptures, they know, you know, they know the Greek, they know the Hebrew, they probably they know the Hebrew better than I do. But what's the problem? Where's the circumcision? Where is the incision? Where is the inscription? You know, in the, you know, in the Avengers movies, how do you know if somebody's from Wakanda? And they're just like, Pull your lip down and <laughs> like, what? Show me the oh, inscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. You know? Amen. That's how you know. <laughs> you got the tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> Inside the lip tattoo. And the invisible which person of the heart. Your speech, your voice and speech. They can open portals and jump through time and space. Yeah. So we're going to get with <laughs> it. Let's look at the uh, iPad picture. You want to read that for everybody? One of these days. 
Some simple soul will pick up the book of God, read it, and believe it. Then the rest of us will be embarrassed. <laughs> I remember this is from my. I saw this on my. Leonard memories. Ravenhill. That was one of my. Um, what do you, uh, crossover? <laughs> Isn't that Even fun? Like a little child. Uh, well, that was one of my crossover. You know, when you talk about crossover artists or a crossover TV oh. show, we kind of. Uh, Leonard Ravenhill was one of those kind of crossover artists for me, uh, crossover authors from outer courts of Christianity to more, you know, hey, there's fire, there's tongues. Uh, it was Leonard Ravenhill and David Wilkerson, who was the founder of Teen Challenge, which is where Brandon had his apostolic upbringing and baptism in lightning of Shekinah external cloud, yeah. which is amazing. And so it's just kind of cool. You say, oh, yeah, like we come from the same family. David Wilkerson, two years mm -hmm. in Minnesota Teen Challenge, 99 to 2001. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And the fruit that was produced, I mean, some really amazing uh, fruit came out of that seed line. So it was just really Do I recommend it? No. No. Our ministry is it's 100 way, times better than Teen Challenge. It's like ancient. Yeah. So going back, it would just basically put you back in, in the past. We're like going into the dark ages. But why was it beneficial? Why were the things that brought us out of where we came from good for us at the time? It helped me transition from outer court Christianity to, hey, there needs to be fire. There needs to be sacrifice on the altar. You know, I remember you talking about, you know, you could put the sacrifice on the altar and rearrange it, move it around, but until it catches fire... Is it really a sacrifice? No. And I was like, I, I, it, I felt it. The Lord was talking to me through that. But I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, my gosh, that's what I need. I need fire. And so I, it kindled a desire in me. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's my problem. I've been moving it around. No matter how much I put the, the steak on the altar, it's not cooked. There's a raw steak on the altar. Oh, man. Send it back. I would send it back to the kitchen right away. I mean, at least. Thou shalt not eat bloody meat. Yeah. That was the apostolic instruction. No. Bring it back with some raw bloody house steak meat. sauce and a nice lemon, right? The etrog. Was that little no lemon? No sexuality, on that? and then remember the pork, but yep. then also no raw blood. Yeah. You gotta remind people that sometimes. <clears throat> They're crazy. Stop honey. drinking goat blood out there, man. What are you doing with your life? You just gotta reconsider your life decisions. Stop drinking human blood, <sighs> ministries. Just stop. just stop. She's drunk on the blood of the saints. You'd be surprised. All these okay. spirits want your blood. And the more mm. holy you are to the Lord set apart, filled with God, the more the demons mm. want to suck your blood and steal that life mm. energy. But I love this quote. I wanted to share this with you because don't you want to be those people? You just pick up that book and you believe Hunters. it and walk in it. And what is this going to do when people start going up the sapphire stones? Is it's going to be a bit of an embarrassment for those who didn't walk in it. And that's not just to be mean. That's not to embarrass people. But it's what God wants to do. Right? So Major I remember humbling. seeing this in that book, and I just remember praying like, oh, man, I want to do it. Yeah. I was like, I'm simple. I'm a simple The leaders soul. of the Charismatic Church, the God TV, all of the, the best mm -hmm. of the glory stream will be greatly humbled by the manifest sons of Yadivave. Greatly humbled. They were wrong about most of everything. 
And this also, it also kind of tickled me. I, That's you, why Bob Jones says you'll have to relearn mm-hmm. everything you think you know. He said that a hundred times. Yeah. Because when the sons start teaching righteousness on the rungs, living on the stars, you will have to relearn everything you think you know in all of Christianity. And Bob Jones said that a hundred times. Truth anyhow. Amen. All right. Let's take a look what we got here. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Bible verses, we got the... Uh, Mormon Bible, uh-huh, uh, pirate uh-huh. Bible. Uh, they did call, and uh, that caught me off guard a little bit. No Mormon demons. So, uh, but I really wanted that pirate Bible, man. It's really good. So we have our verse of the day here, Job twenty-two, verse twenty-eight. Yar. You have? Do you have a good pirate voice? Can you do this one? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yar. <laughs> he be decreeing a thing, and it will be done. Me hearty. Your way will be lit by the light of the stars. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I just thought it was going to be so much better if you did that. Thank you. <laughs> I have a pirate ship on my right hand. I know. I was like, you Yassad. know. Yassad. Okay. Sailing towards the moon. Yassad. Yes. Wow. Malkut to Yassad. Come on. See? Prophesy. It's right there. Yep. It's right there. Amen. 18 years ago. You know. All right. We'll do a little... Oh, yeah. And uh, so since we're about that pirate life around here, uh, what does anyone know in this room about the most important part of a pirate map? Go ahead and raise your hand if you... What's... What do... Okay. Treasure. Right. And how do you know where the treasure is on the map? The X. The X, right? Mm-hmm. Marks the spot, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what in the Hebrew? Aleph! <laughs> Which represents what? The Yachita soul in the world of Adam Kadmon, which are represented by Keter. What a special treat tonight. I had no idea we were going into the pirate room. Isn't this great? <laughs> yeah. Very cool. I mean, that Bible verse That's is so That's literally Africa. Look at Madagascar over there. <laughs> Precious. So, there's the gold, which is a sparkling Shekinah. Glory, I just thought... That's like right where Shadrach's watching from right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where it's sparkling. Got some treasure. I was seeing a house in Nairobi, too, for Rebecca and I in the future. That'd mm-hmm. be so fun to be able to live part of the year over there mm-hmm. with our Kenyan family. Yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome. Amen. Amen. I just thought, pirate verse, this one is so good. Your way will be lit by the light of the stars. Come on, man. See, even the Mormons can do something right. Okay. I don't give the Mormons uh, Not much. <laughs> Those dudes are straight warlocks. <laughs> They're, yeah. Well, warlocks make nice perfume, and they build fancy houses for us to inherit. So praise God. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> do, oh, man. Y'all did a good job building the inheritance for God's people. Do not be involved in Mormonism people. or Jehovah Witness yes, please in do any not. way, shape, or form. It's totally demonic. But be warned, if you do buy their pirate Bible, I don't even know if they came up with it or they're just selling it as a gig. I think they Give said them they would, someone else's phone number. Yeah, because they, they, will, d- they will call the you. Out of you. They will call you. Just be prepared. Like, no, excuse me, sir. I'm, uh... Is this the Latter-day Saints? No, I'm sorry. I'm part of the Latter-day Saints. The Sephiroth-day you know, Saints. The, the actual ladder, you know, because we're going up. Okay. All right. And this one's fun for the scholars. Waves, which renders in the Hebrew Galgalin. Galgalin. 
literally wheels. You might, if you see Gilgal, Galgalim, <laughs> if you remember, we talked about the different uh, cosmic schools of the prophets before, and Gilgal was one of them. That's kind of in a similar route there, Galgalim. Uh, literally wheels, and wheel is equivalent to gal, which is wave. So we've been talking about waves. Mm. You're talking about sound waves, waves of light, waves. That's Ooh. really glorious. Surfing. Revelation. Are you going to surf some ophanim wave? Yes. The waves from the, of the waves of the wheel. Wheel is a wave. What kind of wave? Cosmic wave, waves of all of these, you know, worlds. Waves of ten weeks, ten <laughs> world waves. A big wave. Oh, a big wave is coming. That got those two big waves. You got the never-ending Nishama revival dew of lights wave, and then the ten weeks. Little send you release a wave. Mm. Oof, holy. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Faniel, the, uh, Brent. It's hard to talk. I'm looking at this. I can't even hardly say it when I'm looking at this Ophidim. The one that does the, um, moon. <laughs> the one who carries the moon. Moon crystal power. After I, I met that, uh, I wanted to wave. One time I was, I was in Texas, I looked up, and I was like, man, the moon looks so beautiful tonight. I was like, man, Faniel, if you can hear me, you could see me from there, wave. And I started waving. Can you see me? And then it manifested, like, this, like, glory light, and then a little popped up above the moon and started waving at me. And I freaked out. I was like, oh, my gosh, you can see me. You can hear me. And then I was like, man, I got a friend. In the sky, flying high. Our friends high. live on the moon and the sun that, and the stars. I don't know, know much about carrying the moon around in its orbit faithfully every day, but I think you're doing a great job. And that's just my personal opinion. I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> it looked like he was doing a great job. Amen. And uh, because there's the moon day after day. it's not, You know, you can always count on the sun and the moon and the stars doing... You know, they, 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 uh, Here they punched they a new crater in the moon this week. The Russian cosmonauts, <laughs> they sent a spaceship to the moon. It kept going and hit the moon with such force that there's a new crater on it now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Might have to bring some Might discipline down upon the in nations. In the name of the moon, we will punish you with love. Yes. And then, and punish then... Russia with love. Right, and then Amen. I like how Sailor Venus Ukraine has that attack. She's like, I punish you with love, and then half Ukraine of them die <laughs> in the show. I'll punish Let's you with love, of and then they die. Bam. And you're like, wow, that was pretty severe <laughs> punishment. Okay, okay. Aren't you sick of world events? It's time for Kingdom of Messiah events only. All right, let's talk about some Kingdom keys here. <laughs> I hate the news. Let's read the other news. Good so news. this one, we're gonna this is a little review of something about inheriting the heavens and the earth. Jacob and Tiferet, and so this is good. Alright, wisdom and understanding, Holy Ghost highlights. The upper and lower teeth, the toothbrush is what? The two golden keys of Israel. 
Time to brush your teeth with golden keys. Mm, amen. All right. Wisdom and understanding, Jacob and Joseph. Prevent tooth decay. The two golden keys clean the teeth. And then you've got death in Hades, paradise in Gehenna and the lake of fire. And if the Holy Spirit reminds you of scriptures, then let him remind you of scriptures, okay? Jacob and Joseph intersect at Manaheim, which is the place... I got some Joseph scriptures from today. That was like my Torah mm. scroll study today. Did you know that Joseph, through his dream, brought in all the silver and gold in the world into Egypt? Because there was famine in the land. Did you know that that same silver and gold is what Moses took out of Egypt in the Exodus? It was their gold of their family from Joseph. Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. True story. So that's some keys, huh? <laughs> so Jacob and Joseph intersect at Manaheim, which is the place of Jacob's ladder. That's M-A-N-A-H-A-I-M. When he saw them, Jacob said, This is God's army. He called the name of that place Manaheim. Probably saying that wrong, but again. Have you been there? Amen. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Jacob and Joseph intersect at Menaheim, which is the place of Jacob's ladder. Heavenly Father's spiral staircase of his divine DNA, spiral staircase of invisible light, flowing with aloe as eagles ascending. There you go, right there. Young's literal translation, and Jacob saith, When he hath seen them, this is the camp of God, and he called the name of that place two camps. Right. Song, to get juicy. Song of Songs 214, the Passion Translation. <laughs> Whoa. For you are my dove, hidden in the split open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. How high do you want to get? Jacob and Joseph intersect at Menaheim, which is the place of Jacob's ladder. Heavenly Father's spiral staircase of his divine DNA, spiral staircase of invisible light flowing with aloe as eagles ascending. Secret stairway of the sky. Wisdom, glory, Shekinah, humility, Empty of self, spiritual, inheritance, currency of heaven, dominion over spiritual realms and dimensions, upper teeth, will, Shekinah, campfire, dwelling place, faith, light wave. Right, so you'll have two uh, sections here. One is wisdom, the other is understanding. So wisdom, glory, Shekinah, humility, empty of self, Spiritual inheritance, currency of heaven, dominion over spiritual realms and dimensions, that is the upper teeth, the will, Shekinah campfire, dwelling place. And remember for wisdom, Shekinah campfire, above and below, dwelling place, faith, 
And for wisdom, you're going to have light wave. What did we talk about waves? We talked about waves. Think of waves in terms of oaf and them in terms of wheels. Waves. What kind of wave are you surfing? What kind of wave was I surfing? You know, somebody posted, reposted that video. I was surfing a glory wave. What, is, what kind of substance is glory? How does glory come down the sephirot? What kind of wave was I surfing? Like the floods of Noah, well, he's promised never to do it the same way again, so what kind of wave is coming? And then for the understanding, this will be your second section here, understanding, power, kabod, meekness. This is important. Understanding, power, kabod, meekness, inheritance, riches, dominion of natural realm, lower teeth, desire, promise, and understanding that represents the light particle. So light is both a wave and a particle, right? We know that from science. What do we know about the natural realm? It tells us about the invisible realm. In Matthew 5, Jesus says these two phrases, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. This word meek is the Greek word praus, which only appears once in the Bible. It means more than meek, praus. This is a this uh, quote, this is this difficult to translate rude, P-R-A, means more than meek. Biblical meekness is not weakness, but rather refers to exercising God's strength under his control, demonstrating power without undue harshness. And if we can look at the sapphire, the older sapphire stone chart, the black and white one. And if you can see on the sapphire stone chart, what aspect of the compassion or virtue of God is he talking about? Blessed are the meek. Look at the Greek word here. It's not weakness. Meekness is not weakness, but rather refers to exercising God's strength under his control, i.e. demonstrating power without undue harshness. That is gevra. Gevra. Restraint. So blessed are the Gevra, or those who possess the sapphire stone of Gevra, for they will inherit the earth. So, and as I was uh, writing, these are my notes from uh, a couple years ago. This was when I was in Tiferet. And so going back in the higher rungs and looking at some of these writings, they make more sense, right? What you start to revelate about now, a few rungs up or a few worlds up, it'll make a lot more sense in the big picture of things and the new Torah, which is the oral tradition of Jesus Christ. So it reminded me of that uh, verse from Song of Songs, 514, in the Passion Translation, see how his hands hold unlimited power. Hands, so it's reference to Hesed and Gevra, and we're talking about Gevra. Restraint. See how his hands hold unlimited power. But he never uses it in anger, for he is always holy, displaying his glory. His innermost place is a work of art so beautiful and bright. How magnificent and noble is this 
one, mm. covered in majesty. And that reference to this one is the Yachita of Jesus Christ, covered in majesty. His hands hold unlimited power. And what did Bob Jones say about power being released to the body of Christ would happen when? Does anyone recall what had to happen? What did Bob Jones say that this generation had to start walking in? You can put it in the comments if you remember on watching online on uh, YouTube or Facebook where you're watching. What did Bob Jones say was the requirement for power to be released to the body? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things he said about it, but a lot of it had to do with purity and stop attacking each other, right? Whether it's envy, jealousy, strife, divisions, factions. That's why there's a targeted attack from heaven against jealousy, envy, slander, accusing the brethren. Why? Because God wants to flood the body with power, but he's never going to do it. If people are still stabbing each other and calling it circumcision. Stabbing each other in the spirit is not circumcision. Now you have to have wisdom and discernment because oftentimes the demonic that's in the personality gets interwoven into the uncircumcision of the Ruah and you think that's your spirit and that's a demon. So it's time to get the pigs out of the parlor. Amen. Go and uh, watch Pigs in the Parlor. We have it linked in the description. You can take time to do that. Go through the master class. Put the word of God in. Get the demons out. Get the circumcision because the demons only live in the uncircumcision of the foreskin and the membrane. That's all they have. That's Satan's kingdom. So if you get rid of those out of yourself, he has no more kingdom in you. Then you'll be like Jesus Christ, right? Many Jesus, as he said, firstborn of many. Who are the many that come after him, the ones like him, which means Satan will have nothing in you because Satan's kingdom is only uncircumcision, foreskin and membrane, that's it. Amen. So when you cut it off, he has nothing in you. Simple as that. Yep. So see how his whole hands hold unlimited power, but he never uses it in anger. For he is always holy, displaying his glory. His innermost place is a work of art, so beautiful and bright. How magnificent and noble is this one covered in majesty. So we could interpret that passage about the meek and Matthew as blessed are the ones who hold unlimited power, Gevra, but never use it in anger, for they will inherit and have dominion over the natural realm. Or blessed are the ones who have learned how to demonstrate power without undue harshness, for they will inherit the earth physically. Blessed are the ones who have learned to demonstrate power, Gevra, without undue harshness, for they will inherit the earth physically. This verse comes to mind from the perspective of how Jesus treats his bride, his wife, husbands, Love your wives and do not be harsh with them. That's Colossians 3.19. And what does woman represent? Soul, right? Souls. It's also an example of how we should treat his bride. 
how we should treat each other no matter what our position is, not with undue harshness, but using wisdom in every relationship. The ones who walk in these qualities, Jesus says, will inherit the earth. That is the natural realm. Kavod is the substance needed for natural realm takeover. Also, the Holy Spirit pointed out natural realm makeover, right? He's changing the earth. And where does the kavod come down from? Right, the kavod of Hod, it comes down the line of Bina. Bina, Gevra, Hod. What is kavod? According, what is kavod? Super heavy, weighty man. A uh, heavy, weighty, drunken glory. Yes. What is kavod? According to the Oxford Dictionary, Kavad is a term with social, moral, and theological implications derived from the Hebrew root for weight. And what it means is honor, respect, reverence, importance, distinction, or glory. As in a person gives kavad, that means they give honor to so what we find is mm. any drunken glory of a kavod, if it does not produce social, moral, and theological implications derived from the Hebrew root for weight, meaning honor, respect, reverence, importance, distinction, or glory, a person gives kavod means they give honor to. So any cup that produces a weighty glory feeling but doesn't produce the virtues of Kavad, of Jesus Christ, is another cup of a demon god. Big time. And so that's how you'll know. You'll know them by what? Stolen, what if it's stolen glory? You'll know them by all the manifestations. No, you'll know them by their fruit. They'll have no honor. Amen. Kavad is that weighty glory. When I was asking God if it were possible to create a realm in which the return on his seed would be a thousandfold instead of just a hundredfold. Because as I was speaking with him, I said, Jesus deserves so much more. If it's possible, will you please do it? I asked God if it was possible to create a realm in which the return on his seed would be a thousandfold instead of just a hundredfold. Because as I was speaking with him, I said, Jesus deserves so much more. If it's possible, will you please do it? Then I had the heaviest, weighty glory I'd ever felt on top of me physically. So much peace and drunken glory and so much weight I couldn't move. I knew this was the kavod Brandon had been talking about. And interestingly, it showed up when I was talking to Dad about an increase in the natural realm return on his seed. I found out later that the thousandfold glory represents the visible Shekinah glory that shone a thousand times the days of the revolutions of the sun and its splendor and brightness in the earth before the glory departed on account of idolatry. So wouldn't you, wouldn't you know that the enemy counterfeit of Kavad is to prevent the return of the Shekinah glory mm -hmm. a thousand times the brightness of the days of the revolutions of the sun and its splendor and mm -hmm. brightness 
and what is hod splendor. Mm. What is it a part of? Tifret. Remember, Tifret isn't just the sun. The sun is Tifret. It's the heart of Tifret. But it's the pharaohs, the six manifold qualities of God all around it. They must become one in you. It is written that some would give a return of 30, and some 60, and some 100, but there is only one that gives a thousandfold return, which we understand now to be the Yuchita soul of Jesus Christ, that singularity of a man, Christ, partaking of the divine nature of his soul. But there is only one. Some return 30, some 60, and some 100. But there is only one that gives a thousandfold return in the full annihilation of the soul, all lust and pride, the idolatry on account of which the visible Shekinah glory departed. That one is the anointed one, Christ within you, the hope of realizing the glory. Revealed in this time met the rising of the sons of God, taking over the suns and stars of the USA and of the nations and of the universe. Let's go back to what Jesus said about inheriting the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And that word heaven is actually translated as heavens in the Greek. Thayer's definition, that vaulted expanse of the sky with all things visible in it. The universe, the world. The aerial, heavens or sky, the region where the clouds and the tempests gather. And where thunder and lightning are produced. The sidereal or starry heavens. The region above the sidereal heavens. The region above the starry heavens, the seat of order of things eternal and consummately perfect where God dwells in other heavenly beings. Strong's definition, the sky, by extension, heaven, as the abode of God, by implication, happiness power. Happiness power. By implication, happiness power. Happiness power. Happiness power. <laughs> okay. You can go to town with that one. Happiness is extremely memes, powerful. Joy. It means to be blessed, happy. Heavens. Strong's definition, the sky. By extension, heaven, as the abode of God, by implication, happiness, power, eternity. Specifically, the gospel, Christianity. Hello. Well, I'm just reading a dictionary, okay? That's it. Just a little study time. Finding a dictionary. Oh my gosh, there it is. Mm. It's right there. So he literally means all of the heavens, all the worlds, all the universes, <laughs> universes, the verses that the Father spoke, the, uni the unified verse, the spoken word that created the world, hello, it's Jesus Christ, the united verses of the scriptures written in the sapphire stones, that the luminaries preach as they sing? Have you ever heard the song of the stars? Have you heard the luminaries give thanksgiving? It says in the book of Enoch, unto them thanksgiving is their rest. Mm. Come on. Stars talk. Yeah, you feel that? Yep. There it goes. Mm. So he literally means... <laughs> mm -hmm. Moon, sun, and stars praise him. 
So he literally means all the heavens will be inherited by those who are poor in spirit, which is empty of self. That is true humility. I love the Strong's definition of happiness, power, or eternity, which is in Christ, where we are instructed to remain or abide. Abide in him. This is the link to connecting the internal realm with the external realm in total dominion. Abide. John 14, 13 through 14. Whatever you will ask in my name, I will do it. Whatever you ask in my name. <laughs> Let's look at that picture. Okay, look at the name. You see on the sapphire stones, they put the... Mm -hmm. Y-H-V-H. -H. And a little olive at the top. That's the breath. That's the written part. That uh, That's the breath of the mouth right as he's saying the name. Y-H-V-H. -H. So, whatever you will ask in my name, in those worlds. Which is why when you start to go cosmic, whatever the things that you pray for just start to happen. You notice that? Thing, prayers start to get answered. The word of God works in your life. Because you're living according to the Father's will, which is the path of lightning. It, the promises start to come true in your life. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. The unique one. If you will ask anything in my name, I will do it. It's not just like this, you know, charismatic. Have you heard just someone try to charismatic explain away why the Bible verse says what it says, even though it's not really happening? And again, uh, that's where it gets weird. Well, you just gotta and work yourself up for 14 hours straight. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't worship God for 14 hours straight. That sounds amazing. But it, what's your instruction for the day? Did you cabal your instruction? Right? Sacrifice without obedience is just annoying God. Sacrifice without obedience is just annoying God and getting into sin, transgression, probably iniquity, strange fire. And then wondering why. Things hmm. don't work out. He wants you to obey. He wants us to obey. Okay. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. This is John fifteen seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. What are his words? The written words. It's all written on those sapphire stones. Each one has a big word on the front of it. And when you open it up by reading it or getting it inscribed... All the words inside the sapphire stone, you can read it. It goes into you. It's like a book. You eat it. Take the mm -hmm. scroll and eat it. So when you see them in the Sephiroth realm, there's one big word, which is like a name or a characteristic or a virtue of God on the outside of it. But then as it consumes you and you consume it, and you abide in him and his words abide in you, all those words on the inside of that sapphire stone, which is like books. More books than the whole world could contain. That's where they're at, all the stuff that Jesus did. It's all written there. Mm -hmm. Amen. And it'll be written in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now, if you don't think it's written on sapphire stones, 
what are you gonna what about the scribe angels do you think all the scribe angels that write down everything that happens just skipped over Jesus's life and didn't write it down do you think they showed up and didn't do their job in regards to the Messiah's life are you kidding me they ain't the holy angels are obedient the scribe angels did their job writing down everything that Jesus did and said in his entire lifetime. All the books in the world couldn't contain it, but you know what? The technology, the angel technology of the sapphire stones of Jesus Christ absolutely can, and they do. So if you want to check out cool stuff about his life, mm -hmm. uh, read the sapphire stones. Every technolo technology upgrade, the iPhone 15 coming out. Oh, yeah. Um, every single thing in civilization came from the sapphire stones of Jesus Christ and angel technology above. There is never one development on earth that doesn't come from above where the angels are. Mm -hmm. That's why some of those demons, they're like... Make sure your kids just play with wooden toys. Just wooden toys. Enough screen time for Johnny. He might get smart on the iPad and become a web developer, an app developer, and make, you know, six figures developing AI and managing AI technology. Who's going to do quantum computing? Not my baby. He's playing with wooden toys. Wooden toys only. You know, keep him stupid. Don't let him learn anything important. Well, you're just not stupid if you learn to... If the baby's at least learning how to carve, he could be a master carpenter, make his own toys. Yeah, I don't know. What I'm saying is... You're, you're religious your children demon. instructed good direction yeah. for your children from the angels yes. from birth, from the womb. So if that baby's supposed to be a carpenter, do you think the angels aren't going to point it out? Do you think God's not going to say something? If that baby's supposed to be the next, like, take over all of IBM with their quantum computing while they're going up sapphire stones and low-key going in there, and they have to hire them because they're the only person who can figure it out that good because they have the intelligence of Bezalel on a quantum computing level, and they know how to can command demons out of technology and out of computers. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be like, All AI must serve the Lord. All AI must. Like, dude, what are you doing? Are you singing over there? Oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. All AI must get in Jesus' name. Bam! And then like, whew. Then there's no more demons in the AI. And all hey, I must serve the Lord God, hey, Vav, hey, which means it works Amen. for all righteous believers. So we decree that. Bam! So, you know, whatever you do, make sure you do what you were created to do. If God created you to be a hammer, and you got jealous of the screwdriver, I just want to be a screwdriver. You look, I have such a good time over there. Just spin around, spin around. Oh, it looks so fun. All I do is break things. Well, if you're using a hammer wrong, you could break a lot of things. You could break windows, you could break skulls, you could break fingers. All I do is hurt fingers. <laughs> you're probably not being accurate with your gift. If you're a hammer and you're hurting fingers all day, you're not being accurate with your gift. But if you're, I mean, a great hammer is an essential part of every toolbox. <laughs> I feel so much kabod just talking about this. I love a hammer. It's probably my favorite tool in the whole toolbox. Just bam, bam, you know, bam, 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 bam. Mm -hmm. Just go around whapping things. You know, like, you know, if you want like a kid and like, 
Jeremiah says, your Torah is a hammer <laughs> in my hands. You ever have a... I don't know. Did your dads ever do this for you when you're maybe irritating them and they want to give you something to do and you want to help, but there's not like you can... Here, here's a two-by-four hammer and some nails. Have fun. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Just whapping those nails in there. I'm going to be a carpenter. I remember my dad's hammer when you are talking about. He had this ye fun? yellow plexiglass. Yes. He was a professional ones. builder in the those Washington State. A yellow plexiglass hammer. I could <laughs> I see it as you are talking about it. It was so fun. You just want to... Out of all the toolbox, you want to grab that one, right? Doesn't that just draw your attention? It was the fanciest, best technology they had in hammers of that day. Man, I know what hammer you're talking about. I've seen them out there. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I don't know, fiberglass or something. I mean, a good hammer. When you're a kid, you're like, ooh, can I play with the hammer? <laughs> bam, bam, bam. That's the most fun. It was so heavy, though, man. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was. I hit. You've all probably hit your fingers on hammers before. Yeah. It sucks. No, not you. You're perfect. We're talking about everyone else. We had else. the nail guns after that. <laughs> okay. That's another level of Yes, where we draw the craziness. line. You have to be at least 10 years old. <laughs> I remember the nail gun because I grew up on construction sites. Nice. And the day where he let me to shoot that semi-automatic <laughs> nail gun like a machine gun. Nice. It was such a good day. Oh, man. See, those are the good memories, right? But, uh... If, if your whole life is meant to be a hammer, and you're trying to be a screwdriver, you're trying to be a some, something else, a wrench, things aren't going to go well. You're going to be disappointed. You're not going to feel satisfied. But as soon as you find out what tool in the toolbox you are for God's purpose of building in the earth, oh man, you are set. You're going to love it. Yeah. You're not going to ever want anyone else's job, because... You're going to love being what you were designed to be and doing what you're designed to do because God loves you. So the maximum potential of you feeling the love of God and the satisfaction of your entire being and the most ecstatic, wonderful, and pure, and holy, and meaningful, purposeful life is just simply finding out what God made you to be. What activated Israel mm -hmm. in their callings? You know, Torah says there was an activation... They were all brick builders in Egypt. How did they learn different skills and uh, different trades and become the most successful nation in the history of the world? Right? Well, the Bible tells you. Torah mm -hmm. brought them into their destiny. Mm -hmm. Torah activated their spirit man's eternal calling mm -hmm. and destiny. And as they were hearing and listening to the fire of God and its written word from the mountain that burned with glory fire, they were activated. Mm. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It's through Torah, the word of God, Jesus Christ, our Torah, of Yadavave, Sapphire Stones. That's what activates your calling and destiny. Hearing and believing the word, your heart awakens and the awakening of your heart there's stuff inside your heart that was dormant. The deepest desires of your heart are a promise to everyone who awakens. I will give you the desires of your heart. It is written. If your heart's uncircumcised, it's all wicked desires. You don't get any of those from God. That's all Satan. But when your heart's circumcised, God desires and his destiny is the desires of your heart. The desires of a circumcised heart who's received the inscriptions of Torah, sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, 
that is your destiny that is your calling that is your activation that is your skill set that is your trade so as you receive circumcisions by receiving the fire of torah your destiny comes before your eyes and you go after it with all your heart and you become a member of the body of christ building up the whole body by doing your part in that particular mm-hmm. part of the body amen amen okay i'm gonna read this one before my battery dies here all right so yeah, okay, so look at look at the next verse. We talked about you abide in me, my words abide in you. And you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. The very next verse, by this. So the very next verse after John 15, 7. 15 verse 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. What is a disciple? You will bear much fruit. That's the mark of a disciple. The Father is glorified by a Son of God, born-again believer, asking in His name for what they desire as one who abides in His name. yod Hey, vav Hey, those are the worlds. The universe, the spoken word of God. He created the worlds. He arranged them in order. Asking in His name for what they desire as one who abides in His name. It causes you to be fruitful. This isn't merely saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. <laughs> when we pray, when you pray those words without abiding in his name, which we know now is going up the rungs, it is without power. Right? Unless you get stolen Shekinah, which is stolen power from the enemy, which is by in you know, bewitchment, stolen oil, foolish virgin activity. Without power, which is taking the Lord's name in vain. So when you pray those words, Jesus' name, Jesus' name, without abiding in his name, it's without power, which Mm. is taking the Lord's name in vain. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. What do we talk about happiness power being the heavens? Above and below, where is your happiness power? Get up those sapphire mm. stones, buckwheat. There's your happiness power. All right. Use the measure of grace given to you to rise. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Externally, what does that look like? It might look like dying and laying down your life in a war. You hear that allegory all the time. But what's the true laying down of your life? The sacrifice of yourself, nature of the foreskins and the membrane to go up sapphire stones. So greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friend. Men's traditions. Yep. So you lay down your old life in order to go up sapphire stones. And we've already established that's the best way you can help others the best way you can love is you go up. Don't try to be down on Malkut somewhere trying to help other people. You can't help anyone. Your help is actually harmful. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to disciple someone or tell them what's worked for you and I do this and I do that, don't listen to those people. They might be your friends. You might love them, but they have no way of helping you because As they're not written, on the sapphire I forbid stone. any new believer to be in leadership, mm-hmm. it is written. And unless you're at like the very top of Malkut, like on White Malkut, and I barely even then, you can even barely help then. You have to help them up, up the ladder. So the higher up you go in the rungs, I would say at least until in the moon, you can talk about your own circumcision. 
And then in Tiferet, you can start to talk about righteousness. But it's not really until you're transfigured, standing on the sun, sun sealed, that you're really the spirit of a righteous one. Right? And even then, there's still measures of iniquity that have to come out. You're halfway through the That's world. so good. Everyone read Heaven Waits the Bride by Anna Roundtree because all earthly Christianity is going to be obliterated mm-hmm. by the goat's head battering ram. And everyone mm-hmm. who loves him will ascend the ladder by looking at the mm-hmm. rungs that are Jesus mm-hmm. Christ himself. Yep. It is written. Amen. The only safe place. And he said, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. So a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Fruit of the sapphire stones. Those are the fruit, right? The apples, the grapes, the supernal wisdom, the fruit of the tree of life are the sapphire stones. So you produce those virtues of God in your own life. That's fruit. That's the fruit that lasts. It lasts eternity of eternities. It goes on forever. You did not choose me, but I chose and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask in the Father, in my name, yad he he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. That's John 15, 9 through 17. The keys of humility and meekness to inherit all the heavens and all the earth physically. Two golden keys of Israel, wisdom, and understanding. And so that's the physical and the invisible realm, as we already established, that light is both a particle and a wave. What wave are you surfing? Amen. So those things he commanded you that you love one another. So we've established what great what's that greater love? No man has greater love than this. And to lay down your life of the self-nature so you can get circumcised, go up sapphire stones. And that's how you can love one another. You help each other go up. The best way you can help someone go up is you go up. You staying down there, teaching and preaching and telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. You'll never go up. You'll never actually help them. You got to get up out of the pit so you can throw them a rope ladder. <laughs> you can throw them that ladder. Bare minimum, a moon <laughs> gospel. You should not be in leadership mm-hmm. unless you stand on the rung of the moon. Which means you should not be giving anyone advice for what they should be doing in their life or how to overcome and what they can do to feel better or to get healed or to go up sapphire stones unless you're actually bearing the fruit of it. Revelation 12, 1, mm-hmm. that's the bare minimum yeah. of a leader for the Messianic mm-hmm. kingdom age, it is written. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're doing more harm than help. You're in that realm called woe mm-hmm. to the inhabitants of the earth, Revelation 12, mm-hmm. 12. You're in mm-hmm. the woe realm. <laughs> you can't be a leader mm-hmm. in the woe realm. Yep, so if people are giving you advice and you know they're not standing on the moon fully circumcised, you're like, you know what, thank you very much, but... Take it as a grain of salt. Just don't, I wouldn't listen to any of it, honestly. They're nope. probably, be, you're probably trying to be used to clip you because you're going to be open and sensitive It'll to be them. be human. Because you care for them or you love them or they're, you know they're studying for righteousness. There's very little that you can help until you're actually on the moon. You know why the heavenly Jerusalem is the promised land of Ooh. the new covenant? Because there's no human influence there. Right. Zero. Read the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's the glorified men mm-hmm. made perfect, righteous men made perfect, it is written. Uh-huh. And it's the angels, and it's the Lamb, <laughs> and it's the Father. What makes our promised land the promised land is zero human influence in its divine mm-hmm. government, in its military strategies. 
in its economies, in its economic strategies. What makes an elder a member of Sanhedrin? Nothing human mm-hmm. about their intelligence. Completely mm-hmm. yadevafe. Truth in here. Yeah, and here's what the angels just said too. Here's what you can do if you're still on Malkut at the varying levels. You can forgive sins. You can forgive your sins and forgive each other's sins. So you can go with less and less sin. Go without sin and without offense. If you get offended, mm-hmm. loose the offense. Uh, if you are needing forgiveness, you know, you can confess sins. Forgive one another 70 times, 77. So continue to forgive each other as much as you need, as often as they need forgiveness. And so you can keep repenting and making progress. So if your number one priority every day is what? What's our number one priority? Somebody raise their hand. Yep. Looking What's, at your rung. Yep. There you go. So what rung are you on today? Does it need circumcision? Making progress with it with your assigned mm-hmm. angels. Yep. Because you can't just rush up to the moon in a mad dash of a zeal without knowledge of the rungs, without actual circumcision, or you'll just it'll take you more time because then you'll spend time trying to go up and then fall down. And the then... obedience of the heart mm-hmm. perfected first. So know which rung. So we talked about the four levels of Malkut. We've had this homework already, but I think not everyone got it. So let's have this week, you need to know what rung of Malkut you're on. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, just start yourself at the lowest one mineral, and get the circumcision. Plant, animal, human yep. being level. Mineral, if, if you're in the mineral level, you struggle with financial obedience. You're, if you're not a tither, you're stuck in mineral level in the center of the earth, buried under all the dust of the earth mm-hmm. right now. And then for our, scribe, uh, our scribal note takers, if we can uh, just review and repost this week, maybe even tonight, some more of those four rungs of Malkut notes that you have. Maybe you have some updated notes or even just the same old ones because it's the same old problems. Let's go ahead and reshare those tonight to help everyone out because we're, it's all about helping each other go up the rungs. Mm-hmm. So what Brandon and I do, we discuss our rungs every day. What rung are we on? What rung are you on? Okay, well, let's, you know, you'll get a Bible verse, right? Edifying one another, yep. building each other up in the most holy faith. Jude, the best thing you can do to help each other is help each other go to the next rung. Amen. Amen. That's what true love is. That's what fellowship is. Comradeship right. is yep. building each other up Jacob's ladder from glory mm-hmm. to glory. Maybe some of, you know, the guys, maybe a couple of you guys can covenant together. All right, we're going to complete Malkut. Let's do it. Every day. And if there's a blockage mm-hmm. in vision, mm-hmm. it's because there's sexual immorality mm-hmm. 100% of the time. Yep. Lust of the eyes. The Bible says lust of the eyes is the only thing that blind a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. So confess your sins one to another and you will be washed and forgiven. Mm-hmm. And that means when you get together and you're accountable, mm-hmm. go ahead and tell those that you trust that won't use that against you, yeah. but will heal you and wash you. Mm-hmm. Get accountability with each other. Yep. You know, you go up in groups. Yep. You, you all have people. It's true. There's people assigned for you. You can talk to your angels. Mm -hmm. You can get vulnerable. You can get open and you can Mm -hmm. ascend the rungs right where you're at. Yeah. And just because you're higher up on rungs than your friends doesn't mean that they can't help you or you can't help them. Now, it's it's true. If someone's on Malkut, there's not a lot you can do to help anyone who's on the moon. But once you know cosmic circumcision and you are cosmic, you can really help each other in the cosmos, especially the higher you go The up. nations of the earth right. can bring their riches and designs so they can mm-hmm. all tithe from the earth to those in the moon. 
which is mm -hmm. the biblical prescription, and that's yet to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you might have different rungs, but it d doesn't matter. If you're walking in cosmic wisdom, even if it's a higher rung that you can't quite understand, how many people know, have you been walking out somewhere and God spoke sovereignly just through a random person to you? How much more is someone who's walking in cosmic righteousness? So there'll be these moments where even though you don't know the details of what God's doing in that rung for that person, God may give you a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, a, a, a Bible verse, or a sign and a wonder to encourage the other person to help each other out, or a word of correction or caution, right? As you begin to know the rungs, you know kind of some of the dangers to look out for. And so you can watch each other's backs to see, oh yeah, this is the temptation on this rung. Watch out for that. They, they always, in this rung, this is the common issue. So get to be familiar as you go through it, you know, as your pioneers, I'm sharing with you and Brandon sharing with you our experiences. So now as you're going up, maybe you're on the moon or you're going to Hod or you're in, you know, Tiferet, we have people at different levels. Understand that you can help each other to avoid the same pitfalls. What I'm seeing right now is true comradeship, mm -hmm. which is military strategies in ascending Jacob's ladder. Comradeship is ascending together. True comradeship can expose each other's familiars without offense, okay? Because your familiars are invisible to you. You can't see them because they're so familiar to you. But I'm sure people around you know the areas where you're weak, where you struggle, where you are not even aware of the slothfulness, the laziness, the gluttony, the exaggerating, the lying, the lusting, the pride. The, but the thing is, is the Lamb of God was slain for you to be vulnerable to have a conviction of your sins every single level of growth. At no point can, are you allowed to have hardness of heart and not be convicted for the Holy Spirit sent forth to convict of sin, righteousness, and coming judgment. It is written. Which means when you are around a true group of soldiers ascending rungs, Marching in Joel's army, no one breaking rank, which means they're all going up mm -hmm. under the rank of the ladder that they're currently on looking at that rung. Mm -hmm. If you're in Joel's army, you can look at your rung. If you're not in Joel's army, you don't know about any of it. You're just out here like madness and hunting with Cain and Nimrod. But when you're in the army of the living God and you're marching up the rungs, up Jacob's stairway, mm -hmm. and you're going from glory to glory, you can be mm -hmm. vulnerable with the stuff with each other that mm -hmm. needs to be cut off of you. You can curse each other's familiar demons. Oh, speaking of cursing demons, <laughs> Amen. I wanted to overturn... By the curse of the Lamb of God. And what is the curse of oh. the Lamb? The wrath of the Lamb. It's the blood, the Spirit, the water, and the Torah of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. that obliterates demons, darkness, sin, iniquity, and all ten forms of labor and sorcery. Amen. Amen. Uh, since we're talking about cursing familiars and things, there have been some strange manifestations about bugs around here recently. And... Uh, just like, you know, mm. the false prophetic act. So, you know, I really, we're on live now. I think that'd be a really great time to curse those things and overturn those decrees about bugs being allowed to be here. What do we have to say about that? And we curse all mm. bugs and all insects in this place. And I command them cursed and yep. killed and thrown down into the lake of fire in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 They are cursed and they're not welcome. They're not allowed to be here. Yep. And so Goshen yeah. is a bug free, free zone. zone, it is written. 
Amen, this is really good. And then I, we'll do two more pictures here, I think. I, iPad pictures, yeah. Just kind of going along with what Brandon was teaching here, talking about pillars. So these pillars, these are the three pillars. When you look at the sephirot, you see the left, the middle, and the right. As you go up, the sapphire stones. Boaz and Jake, and you hear that? The middle pillar is Messiah. So that's Jesus. And what does that mean? We talked about Boaz being your business. Marketplace. Jaken. Yeah. Spell it out. Kingship. Priesthood. But the middle pillar is Torah. And that is the most important. Because mm, we're it's We're about God. to install three pillars in the front parts, too. Mm, I did not know this. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. She didn't even know. Well, you know, when they were fixing the two pillars... I was getting my Adam Cadmon two pillars that represent uh, Boaz and Jakin on sapphire stones and Adam Cadmon. Total confirmation. So it's like literally happening in real time. Yep. In the natural and, and in the spiritual. the spiritual. And so what do you need? Three pillars uphold your life. Kingship, which is whatever your business is, your marketplace, whatever that is in your season right now. <laughs> And your priesthood, which is you're a priest unto God. He wants a nation of priests. It doesn't mean, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you're set apart as a Levi and, you know, you're a full-time priest. There are some of those, you know, that's what we are. But um, priesthood, you, everyone has three pillars in their life. You're learning to be a priest unto God. Minister unto the Lord. You're not a people-pleasing demon. You are not a priest to Moloch. Mm, thank God. You are not <laughs> a priest to the tabernacle of Pan. You are a priest unto Yahweh. You're not a priest unto Mammon. Priest under unto Yadevave. Right. Jesus Christ. Torah. So that's the sad part about idolatry of money, is it makes the kingship a pillar crumble so the structure isn't going to be upheld if if one of these pillars are crumbling in your life now I want you to look at these well look at these good Torah is your study of the Torah right your word of God and what's the middle pillar you see the Sun and the moon both in the middle pillar right How, do you remember the Sephiroth you got it memorized <laughs> they're both in the middle that's Tifret and Shekinah. So without Torah, you don't have a voice and you don't have speech. Did you know? When you study the Word of God with pure intentions for the sake of ministering unto God Most High and not as an ulterior motive to acquire riches or fame or wealth and all that, and you're not just being, you know, a demon, basically. When you're studying Torah with enthusiasm, and you're purifying your intentions just to be a minister unto God between you and him to minister to God which means you're having communication relationship with God in a way that's pleasing to him your words will receive grace which means when you go to the marketplace in business you'll find more grace with your uh, clients co-workers I mean you're going to have tests people are going to be demonized out there 
But your words will carry a lot more grace. How they respond to the grace doesn't really matter as long as you're walking in that grace, in the truth and spirit and in truth with Jesus. So look at these three pillars of your life. Is there one that's been a little bit sketchy lately for you? It's kind of, maybe it's a little crumbly. Is it kingship? Is it marketplace? Is it business? Priesthood, are you, is it kind of, are you lost? And how do I minister unto God? I don't even know. I just hope he's not mad at me. <laughs> I just hope he's not mad at me. <laughs> Maybe that one's a little crumbly. Holy ghost. But uh, what about Torah? Are you barely, barely getting the word of God in daily. It's hard. I don't feel like it. Are all three of them crumbling? No. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Wisdom. I will make them pillars in the temple of my Yarevave. Amen. Woo. And so these pillars, whoo, you see those three pillars in the temple of Yadhe Vav Hey. You see it. The middle one is Torah. What's receiving the Torah on Mount Sinai, which is represented by Shekinah. Shekinah contains all the colors of the Sephirot. You receive the Torah on what's that holiday? Shabbat. We talked about going from barley to wheat. So if you really want to do a deep dive, I know some of y'all are going to hit Bible Hub tonight to get your you know, daily hit of intoxicating study of Torah. Look up, um, Mahanaim. Uh, <laughs> look that word up right there. It's it's on the screen. You can write it down. Maybe learn how to pronounce it and post a video so we can learn. Uh, we can learn better. Okay. But look it up. If you want to do a deep dive, Look it up and see its occurrences in the Bible and then read the part where it says, and then David came. It says Saul came here and then David came there. So later on, it's like a, like Second Samuel. And look at what he mentions. He mentions many things like milk products that are associated with the celebration of Shabbat. But he also mentions barley and wheat. Hello! You remember this week? Omer? The Omer counting of the barley? Mm. The Omer counting of the barley, which is the Passover to the Pentecost, Shavat, the wheat offering. So it said Saul went there, and then later on in 2 Samuel it says David went there, which is the place where Jacob's ladder is. So you can read that in a Kabbalistic way now of New Torah, understanding the difference between Saul and David and what was kind of going on at that time. It's really fascinating. So, okay. Amen close with this 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 now remember this he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sows generously that blessings may come to others will also reap generously and be blessed let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose just as he has decided in his heart not grudgingly or under compulsion for Yarevave loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. Mm. And Yarevave 
is able to make all grace and every favor and earthly blessing. So all the heavens and all the earth as blessings come in abundance oh, to you. Happiness, Second power. Corinthians nine eight. Happiness, power, heavens. So Yadivave, for this <laughs> cheerful giver, oh. God is able to make every grace in heaven and earth come in abundance to you, so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything. Can we just say everything? Everything. Right. Scripture says everything, being completely self-sufficient in Yadevave and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. To have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. So I want to bless you with that verse. Meditate on that. That's a good one to memorize. If you're in the marketplace, that's one of your life verses. It that's is. Good. To have such an abundance in the heavens and the earth. To advance everything the Levites, the full-time apostles in Jerusalem, are doing in the world. That is what money exists for. As is written, all the silver and the gold are for me, says the Lord. For me, says the Lord. Why for you? That's so great. No, that's the purpose of money for gold in the earth and silver in the earth, the purpose of it, the existence of it, is to advance God's works through acts of charity and learning how to steward and manage the heavens and the earth according to God's will in what Yadhe Vavhe is doing today in your timeline. Your success as marketplace priests is only based on how much you can fuel God's will and what He wants to do during your timeline. And that's exactly what the Apostle is saying in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. One more time. This is so rich. Second, What was that verse again? So people can write that down if it's their life 2 verse. Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 8 mm-hmm. in the Amplified. Nice. Now, remember this. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows generously, that blessings may come to others, will also reap generously and be blessed. Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart, in his spirit man. Not grudgingly or under compulsion, soulish carnal giving. You know, giving to want something for the nefesh instead of wanting something for the Holy Spirit to take over the earth. We give because we want Israel, Messiah, above to take over the earth. That is the heart of giving. Amen. That's the heart of the sacrificial system of Old Testament and New Testament Christianity. Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, not grudgingly or under compulsion for Yarevave loves a cheerful giver who delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. Amen. Whose heart, your spirit man, is in the blessing, in the giving. If it's not from your spirit man, it's just blindness. That's why a lot of people are still sleeping, because they haven't learned how to give from their spirit. 
They haven't heard how to receive Torah into their spirit, how to work in excellence from their spirit. Therefore, they can't give from the spirit. So be awakened by Torah, Jesus Christ from Yarevave today. And Yarevave is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in Yarevave, and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. I'm talking about absolute sapphire stone financial freedom, and it's a covenant Amen. promise for those that get the circumcisions and obey God's word. Amen. Be Amen. blessed as you give. Click the links in the description, and we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Glory. to start all over again because there were things that he got to the place he didn't say but they would be sometimes things he would think on and he began to cultivate that ability in God that he wasn't going to think unbelief. God can work in your life and you can drive spiritual stakes and you can begin to cultivate something and it becomes yours. Work in my life. There are always folks that know how to push the buttons and they keep pushing them until you get sad. And they, those who were sad, as soon as you get sad, they get happy. Have you ever watched it? <laughs> and I saw from Isaiah 53 that he not only bore my sicknesses and my sins, but he bore my sorrow. And when I saw that in the scripture, I knew that I never needed to be sad again and full of sorrow. And if he comes along momentarily for a few minutes, I just remember, amen, that I'm going, I have will to be joyful, amen. I have willed to resist sadness. Amen. I'm not going to yield to it. And in like manner, if we're going to be carefree, this is the day to cultivate it. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give him a good clap offering. Hallelujah. Let's do Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, my provider is grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider is grace is sufficient for me. Oh, the Lord will provide all my needs. Move forward so others can come behind you. Jehovah careth for me, Jehovah Jireh, my provider is grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me, Jehovah Jireh, my provider is grace is sufficient for me.
of carefree when you get there. You've got to be the first partaker of being carefree in order to bless them. Hallelujah. My God will You'll supply them. Just dance forward and backwards. Two steps forward. 